Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? <laughs> now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time. With a focus on football. Second to go. Pass. Got it. Touchdown. This guy has had some view. Al, I've got to tell you, in a pressure situation, I don't know if I have ever seen anybody be better than Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. Wow, what a drive. Fourth and one. Burrow trying to keep it going, gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete. The Rams now running down to celebrate with a defensive play. And guess who? Guess of course. Who? I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Pointing to the ring finger. When everything was on the line for the Rams, Yes, we know it was Aaron Donald. But the Rams were built to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Well, Justin, I know... For certain one thing that's not happening, and that is the Rams winning the Super Bowl in back-to-back seasons yes. after the way uh, set, this season has gone. Set the record today for most losses the season following a Super Bowl victory. That uh, Super Bowl hangover has been a thing for the better part of probably <laughs> two decades or so. And, and to be fair, if you look at they, – they talk about it in the clip that we opened the show with. Like That team was built to win the Super Bowl last year, and they did. And so I'm sure they don't regret it at all. No, it, you, they However, can, that can never be taken away from them. They, they were open about how they were mortgaging their future. Right. F them those picks, right? right. That's they, like they, they literally had shirts and sweatshirts right. they made. They warmed to the parade. <laughs> and I don't blame them. Like they, they want to No, they got Bowl. it done, right? They got right. it done. But this is only the beginning for them. They're going to be paying for that. Could potentially be paid. They don't have a first round pick for like another five or six years or something crazy. Something absurd. Yeah. Which Detroit, who is on the up and up, gets the Rams first round pick this year. So And I'm very hopeful. I'm not sure they take a quarterback. Like I don't I I don't think they do. Their their bigger problem when when the the lines have looked bad has been defense. Yeah. By and large. I know there were a few hiccups they had with offense at times, especially when they went to New England that week after they had a big win where they put up all those points. They looked bad bad against the Patriots. But that was the only game they haven't lost games because of Jared Goff this year. No, I I would say not not really. Jared Goff is taking a team to the Super Bowl right now. You can win with Jared Goff. They had like one of the worst offensive performances ever in that in Super the Super Bowl. Bowl yeah, uh, but yeah, but here we are. Episode. I thought there was something. I don't know. I, I like numbers and aesthetics and things like that. I thought there was something a little poetic about us having episode three hundred and sixty-five on the first day of a <laughs> new year. It just you know one of those coincidences that means nothing. But I liked it numerically We're speaking. Off by a day. Uh, it should have been yesterday. <laughs> um. But I, I did I 
subtitled or captioned this another garbage NFL season. And I don't I don't mean that as in the NFL hasn't been entertaining because as an outsider from an outsider's perspective or just a general perspective, it's been actually a fantastic NFL season yeah. because we've had by and large more than half, three quarters of the games every week, it seems, are one score games, very close. We had lots of overtime. We've had a few ties. There's lots of teams in it still. There's like. a bunch of teams that have been in it up until like last week, this week. It's been exciting. It's been entertaining. And it's what everyone wants. And it's why NFL is king, no matter how you slice it. The NFL just destroyed the NBA on Christmas Day a week ago, yeah. obliterated them. And I know NBA isn't mad about what they got because their numbers actually went up from a year ago. Right. Yeah. But the NFL not doubled. Not tripled, not quadrupled. The NFL did five times the numbers of the NBA games did on Christmas Day. And I saw a post from a guy I love to hate, Mike Florio at Pro Football Talk, that the NFL will do everything possible to continue to have a triple header on Christmas Day, regardless of the day of the week it falls on. Now they get a little bit help now in this next like six year cycle when you include like the the leap year aspect of skipping a day, right. which is coming up um, in the at the end of twenty twenty four. Everything will be shifted extra day. But he said he can't imagine a scenario where they don't do it, no matter if the day of the week is Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. And that's those are the two biggest ones because you can do it on a Monday, you can do it on a Thursday. I, I get that, but the only thing is messing with the schedule like on a Tuesday or Wednesday in the last or second to last week of the season is a giant pain in the butt. He, he said like, that there's logistical things that they have to take right. care of, but if the NFL sees those numbers, oh yeah, why wouldn't they do it? Right. Yeah, I agree. And and I'm reading that from a standpoint of I'm just there. Good. Right. Yeah. No. 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 Have yeah, three is- NFL games on every Christmas. Okay, right. I came home and I watched. I saw at least parts of all three of them. Unfortunately, yeah, I think I did too. Unfortunately for me, I got to see the ending of the first one. Um, so I guess Justin, I, well, let's just start there. I want to rip the bandaid off quickly okay. because the Dolphins were eight and three. Yeah, just and looking five and, weeks ago, and Tua was an MVP. Candidate. He was. They had won five and in a statistically row. Statistically, the best quarterback in the league after losing three in a row. With the asterisk of Tua getting injured, losing that game, and then losing the next two games he missed, came back one five in a row, eight and three. One of the best teams in the AFC with the the well at the time really was the the Chiefs and well it was really the Chiefs they were yeah. the only because the, the Bengals, Bengals hadn't were starting to come yet. on and the and Bills the were Bills struggling had hit their wall the Bills were struggling and the um, the Ravens towards the end of that streak Lamar Jackson went out so we weren't sure what's going on with the Ravens. It was before the Jaguars got hot, like they have now. Yeah. The Jaguars and Dolphins have just taken opposite trajectories. There can only be one good Florida team at a time. <laughs> and right now it's the Jaguars. Yeah. So, Including the Bucs. Exactly. <laughs> so even though they clinched another division title, first time Tampa Bay has ever won back-to-back division championships. Which is funny because they didn't win it the year they won the right, Super Bowl. They, right. But the Dolphins have completely unraveled. Now... I hate losing to the Patriots. That sucks because we've been chasing them for two decades now. And I know my uncle is just waiting maybe for the show, maybe just to have time. He's got to put his his uh, drink down in uh, Florida where I believe he's back in Florida now for uh, this this time of the year. I believe he's returned. So he wasn't at the game, but my, my cousin Christine, who, like I mentioned two weeks ago, happy birthday. Her birthday was on Christmas Day. 
she was at the game today with their season tickets to the Patriots game. But it's just, it sucks losing the Patriots. But I knew it was going to be tough because we already knew Tua was out. And not having your quarterback, who up until the last month had been playing as one of the best in the league. So that was going to hurt. Then two of the offensive tackles, including your starting left tackle, who when he is in has been a game changer Mm -hmm. out. Your supposed lockdown corner, although I I contend that this was his worst year as a player in Miami this year, Xavier Howard missing the game. And then also the pass rusher that you gave up a bunch of picks for and a player, Bradley Chubb, also missed the game. Then during the game, your backup quarterback leaves in the early second half with a hand injury. And uh, your seventh round rookie quarterback comes in again. This is the exact same thing that happened back in what week four Mm -hmm. after uh, Tua got knocked against the Bengals. Bridgewater played the next week and he got knocked out. Skylar Thompson had to come in. He came in again today. And they lose to the Patriots. So I kind of expected this to happen when Tua went out and the injuries has, were announced. Has Skylar Thompson only seen two games? No, I think he's played in three. Okay, all right. But two of them are against the Patriots. No, they beat the Patriots in week one with oh, Tua. It was, the, it it was, was the Jets. Jets. It, was it was the Jets, Jets. yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, he, Teddy Bridgewater played, I believe, one play against the Jets and then was removed because a spotter saw concussion symptoms that literally no one else saw, nor did they exist on film anywhere. But that, whatever. So they now lost five in a row or sitting at 500, eight and eight, cannot win double digits in the regular season and now need help. They can't even take care of their own business to make the playoffs. They need help to get in now. Miami must beat the Jets next week in Miami. May or may not have two and no one knows what's going on there. It sounded like a lot of those guys that were held out today. And this doesn't I I didn't get time to read it because it literally popped up in my feed right before we started the show. But it almost made it sound like. If necessary, which seemed pretty necessary to me to make the playoffs, you needed to win. That Teron Armstead, Xavier Howard, and maybe even Bradley Chubb maybe could have tried to play. So I'm left like, what is going on? Why would you not have them? It's different if you're like the Jags or the Titans, and I hated it on Thursday night. But like, it's different because these games games meant meant nothing. nothing, Right? Like that's different. This game meant something for the yeah. Dolphins. They win. That was a huge leg up. Well, it puts them the I, I, essentially would have. It might have knocked New England I out. Think it would have knocked the Steelers' chances out too. Okay, but and but also would have made New, it really I, it tough. It would have eliminated New England. I think. Okay, yeah, because now they're both eight and eight. Because if Miami wins their t- nine right. and seven, and New England would have been seven and nine, two game lead, and the tiebreaker with Miami goes right. to the Dolphins because they right. would have beat them twice. So New England would have been all but out of it. I think right. then. So now you lose. With your third string quarterback. And we have no idea what's happening this week now. The Jets have been knocked out because they lost to the Seahawks today, which is great. But and now they now they have nothing to play for. Someone said, like, the only good thing for the Jets today was they did get that reassurance that, yeah, the future quarterback's not on the roster. Oh, like, yeah. It's not like, Mike White. If, and I know it wasn't, but if Mike White would have won today and he wins, you know, then what do you do? You know? It, well, we've but, seen that before. Right. But it's not – it's Tyler Heineke, you know? Like, yeah, Taylor. Yeah, sorry. And it – but Mike White did not do that. Today. It wasn't all him. It's just the Jets weren't very good today, which is okay with you. It's in Seattle. Like, right. right. But you also just like 
the Jets need a quarterback, which is really tough because they took one number two overall last yeah, year. Yeah, well, did you see that thing today about how, I guess, two years ago, no. uh, I guess two years ago, the Jets were poised to have the number one pick and then won two meaningless games against yes. teams they were favored. Like, yes. I had forgotten about this yes. until it popped up on in Instagram Jags before the game Trevor today. Lawrence. The Jags loss ended up one in 15 or two right. and 14 or whatever the, they leapfrogged the jets or dropped below the jets in the draft order took trevor lawrence and while that didn't look great last year and early this year I'm, I'm, things have seemed to have changed right i'm willing i was willing from the start to pin a lot of that on urban meyer but trevor lawrence also just didn't show it but last both year. of us were also like yes. i don't know about yes. this about trevor lawrence well, and the nfl everyone talking about how he was a generational talent and i'm like i don't know on the other hand, you look back at like what Clemson has done since he left, too. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's but, maybe he's better than I was giving him credit for. But also, Doug Pearson can coach circles around Urban Meyer in the NFL game. In the NFL game, I'm not saying he's a. a yeah, Urban Meyer was very successful in the college game, extremely successful well, in the college game. And it's that's also but, not to say that Justin and I think Zach Wilson or Trey Lance is better than Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence was no, the no, best no, no, quarterback no. Oh, coming yes, out in that draft yes, class. Yes, but yes. I just don't know that he was as worthy as the number Everyone one. Everyone was pick saying as he was the next Peyton Manning and, and Andrew Luck, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know that he is. Yeah, I like, was not sold on that right. at all, and he's still not. There, it's just he's showing progress where oh. the other guys haven't oh. had the opportunity or right. haven't right. showed any progress. So, uh, it's an interesting caveat surrounding the Jets because they sort of had it together relying on defense and a running game, but then Brees Hall got injured and lost yeah. for the year. Defense kind of cratered a little bit today against the Seahawks, but you can't always pin it on them. But Not the every is, defense like, is built like the 2000 Ravens, right? And the Jets, like, the crazy thing is, like, I know. They don't have credit, but they have some young weapons on offense mm-hmm. besides the quarterback. They've got really talented defense. Like they could be a quarterback away, which is crazy because they drafted a quarterback last year. Yeah. Well, and it's going to be an interesting quarterback market this offseason. I don't know that there's anyone out there that can get them over the hump or make them on par with the Bills, Chiefs, and Bengals. But it could make them an interesting team and get them a couple wins. You get and you get a couple wins. You're in the playoffs because they're seven and nine and could finish eight and nine or seven and ten. But if you flip two or three of those games, all of a sudden you're you're ten and seven and probably the six or seven seed in the playoffs with young guys developing. Right. Now you're eventually going to have to take care of the quarterback position if they would get someone like Derek Carr, or Jimmy Garoppolo, or whoever. But anyways, not to derail us and talk about the Jets, but. It's amazing. Miami went 3-0, and 0-3, 5-0, They have had four different streaks. Yeah, but if you win your next seven, you're on. Like, <laughs> they don't need to win seven, right? I think. Well, yeah, but like we could wrap it into the preseason of next year. Sure, like, yeah. I'm, okay I'm with I am 100% okay for it. And, and this kind of ties into what I said to you beforehand. As long as they make the playoffs... You know, and they have these rematches against a few teams that they've lost to, like the Bills, like the Bengals. Well, we we talked about it after that Bills game. Like, I know they lost that Bills game, but I left that game encouraged about the and Dolphins. Everyone was saying that because too. I'm like, they looked good. They looked good. Well, the the biggest issue now, outside of today's game, which 
I don't want to call it an anomaly because they lost and they didn't look great doing it, but there was other things going on. The previous two losses, those are really frustrating because they had a 10 point lead against the bills. Then they had a 10 point lead against the Packers all later in the game in the second half. And they, they couldn't get the job done. I don't know what the heck was going on with Tua at the end of the game last week. That was just crazy. I didn't like the weird stuff about the concussion things coming out because it almost felt like an excuse and not an actual medical thing until Uh you see the video and he hits his head on the turf. But again, NFL and NFLPA released that all protocols were fine and that everything happened the way it should, or at least as it is written. Right. Uh, But who knows if he's going to play this year or ever again, like in the off season, would it surprise you if he just is like, I have to stop? No, it wouldn't surprise me. And it would be disappointing but I would understand. Only like, because it scary. felt like he was maybe turning a corner. Yes. Like, it felt like it was coming Halfway on. through the season, we were like, the question has been answered at, for the Dolphins. And I remember the beginning of the year, preseason shows, I'm saying the biggest thing for the Dolphins is you want to see improvement, but you want to know at the end of the year, you want to have that question answered about quarterback. Is he our guy or is he not? And the problem is right now, based on all kinds of circumstances. One, some weird plays over the like play over the last couple games, but also the concussion injury situation. Like, I just don't think we're as close to having that answered as you would need to well, be. At, you know, or I shouldn't say need to be, but you as you would like to be, one way or the other. Well, you know at, what I mean? Like at Thanksgiving, I was feeling good. Like, yeah, and I knew, and we talked about it off yeah. off air because our schedule got messed up, but. I knew there was a tough three-game road trip coming up, and I just wanted them to go one and two in those three games, and they couldn't do that. They went 0-3. Frustrating. Okay, but now you get a home game against a struggling Packers team, and then a game against the Patriots, who you've already beaten, and a game against the Jets, who you didn't have your starting quarterback. You, You can win two of those three, right? At a minimum, you can win two of those three. Well, now they've lost two of the three. They don't even have a chance to win two. Now you got to win your last game at home against the Jets. May may or may not be with Tua at quarterback. Right. May or may not need, be without Bridgewater. And you and you need help now to even make the playoffs. You have to hope that your rival, the Buffalo Bills, defeat the New England Patriots, and that you take care of business against the New York Jets. I don't know if that's the only thing that has to happen. I, I don't know what's going on with a few of the other teams, but. It's just amazing and frustrating and disappointing that things have changed so quickly on a season that looked very promising at multiple points just a month ago, you know, just five weeks ago, things just looked so good. And now it's not looking great, but just chalk it up to being a Dolphins fan over the last 23 years. (laughs) Okay. Actually 22 years because Miami's last playoff victory was December 30th, 2000. Miami has not won a playoff game in 22 years. 22 years. So I think the Dolphins are the first team out right now okay. as of this moment. Well, that, that's a, with, with three pending, two pending games, right. which both but, could have implications. Right. In but some I, I don't way, think, like AFC I don't think record. Will because or, I think, well, yeah, I guess that could, that could, some tie breaking scenarios. But basically, they need the Patriots to lose to the Bills next yes, week. Yes. Yes. And they and, have to beat, and they have the to Jets. beat the Jets. And if they do, I think they'll be in, but there could be some weird things with the Steelers. But I think the Steelers need, well, Miami is the head to head tiebreaker with the Steelers. Then, then, then they, that's what they need. I, be, I'm almost certain that's what they need to happen. 
So then they just need the Bills to beat the Patriots and and they have to beat the Jets. I think so, yes. Okay. Well, yeah, I just but even if no, I get they it. win with or without Tua, those questions aren't answered. Right. You're going to go into another offseason and be like, well, what are we doing? Like, we thought we had a quarterback. And even if he is the guy, is he going to be healthy enough? Maybe you go to after Tom the- Brady again. Oh, <sighs> so, I don't know. It's just, it's been a frustrating. It's like, I would, uh, it, this is always one of those 2020, you know, hindsight. Yeah. Was it better to be a Dolphins fan in the 90s where they were good? But, not but good still enough. broke my heart and un- and in my eyes underachieved, you know, with Dan Marino. And then even the years with Jimmy Johnson went after Marino retired, they had some really good teams yeah. then, too. They just couldn't get the quarterback issue fixed. But they were good. Like, they were still good. They were going to win 9 to 11 games a year and be in playoff contention. They just, unfortunately, couldn't get farther than the wild card divisional round in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s. But now, since like 2003 about 20 20 years ago since the 2003 nfl season they've only made the playoffs i think twice maybe three times <laughs> i don't know which right. is better i don't know like uh, yeah but you're also on the struggle bus right now oh my gosh yeah um you also have the built-in excuse though that the quarterback has been injured and missed the last two weeks right and you can also hang your hat on the fact that now anyone that was like Jalen Hurts shouldn't be in the MVP consideration right. can eat crow because clearly he was one of the reasons that the Eagles were good. Right. Right. And I get people like, you know, someone, and I, I had retweeted it in my post game misery today, but you know, someone had put, you know, all oh, the Cowboys went four and one with their backup quarterback and, the Eagles went zero and two with theirs, and somebody's like, "This isn't the flex you think it is." Like it means you went, you know, and it gave the records with their starting quarterbacks, and the Eagles' record with starting quarterback is much better than the Cowboys' record with their starting quarterback. Yeah, but like I, I understand <clears throat> there are concerns. I feel like a lot of my concerns stem from the injuries. Mm-hmm. which they'd been able to avoid the first half of the season, and they're not avoiding them now, which right. happens in the NFL. The biggest one was uh, – well, early in the season, it was Jordan. Right, um, yeah, Jordan I, Davis. I want to say Smith. I was like, that's yeah. not right. Jordan Davis missed right. about a month or right. so when they got run over by the Redskins, the Commanders. Yes, and a um, new mascot. New mascot, yeah. Immediately addressed that with personnel moves, right. and they've been fine since. Right. And honestly, I thought they looked pretty good, including Minshew last week against Dallas. Yeah, it was turnovers. They turned the ball over four times. You can't. You're not going to beat a, a good team when you do that. So disappointed, but not surprised. Right. Or there aren't alarms going off when no. you lose to Dallas last week. No. What about but, this week, though? So this week, the problem I have this week, and this is the problem I have, is the same problem from two weeks ago when they played the Bears. Not the Dallas game, but two weeks ago, is the coaching. The coaching, the offensive play calling was horrendous. Last Two weeks ago, <clears throat> I think Miles Sanders had one carry or two carries before halftime against the Bears. Like, two. And guess what? Jalen Hurst carried it 17 times. Now, it wasn't before halftime that he got hurt. He got hurt after halftime in the third quarter. But guess what? When you have 17 runs for your quarterback and only two for your quarter, your running back, who the week before was the first running back in Eagles it's for the Eagles since LaShawn McCoy to go over 1,000 yards in a season, and then you just don't give him the ball. 
You just don't give him the ball. Like, I don't understand. Well, what and was then, the game plan And then, there? right. Like, I don't understand it. Dallas game was fine. Like, they, they didn't execute some things. But, like, the third string safety didn't get over to make the play on third and 30. You know? Like, yeah, that can't happen. But, like, it's the third string safety. He screwed it up. You know? Um, despite what T.Y. Hilton is like, yeah, I got even with Slay and left. It was a cover two zone and he was covering the flat like he <laughs> he didn't even turn his hips you didn't you know um ty hilton has been a good pickup for them i'm not, not trying to say that but like that play wasn't what it the safety didn't get over um but like the play calling today they just they didn't have they had one first down and it was literally right before halftime in the first half it was terrible well in one series and this might have been the second series they got the ball miles sanders Four yards on first down. Four yards on second down. Pass. Pull, pull him out of the game. Run a read option. With Boston with, Scott? Um, or uh, Kenneth Gainwell? With Kenneth Gainwell. Run a read option, but Kenneth Gainwell doesn't get the ball because they just sit on him. And guess what? Gardner Minshew got tackled for no gain. So another so three and out. Gardner like, Minshew's not Jalen Hurts. Right. So it's like, it's like you and, and Dale Johnson's like, yeah, you can't get. You know, can't get anything going. They just had four yards, four they yards. They stopped themselves. Right? You want four yards. Four yards is the number you want. Get to four. Honestly, if you're getting three and you have four downs, guess what? <laughs> right. So, like, you look at that. They also had a touchdown taken off the board. That would have given them the lead. Or there was a point up until really late in the game where four points would have had them in the lead. Right. And it was a four-point penalty. And Daryl Johnston and the other Was it the holding on Landon Dickerson? Yeah. We're, totally a hold. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know what? I think Tua just got another concussion. <laughs> hold on, here, here. breaking news. This right. is not fake news either. Oh my gosh! Teddy Bridgewater sustained broken finger on throwing hand <laughs> in third quarter of Sunday's loss to the Patriots. Oh man! So, so yeah, so like the the play calling is is the issue I have because now you're going into this game against the Giants and you have to win, and the Giants don't. The Giants don't have to. The Giants can actually rest their starters because they can't win the division. The Giants can rest starters, and they may. I think like, they do. You have Daniel Jones and, and Saquon. You need them to be. Now, Saquon, you need to rest, in my opinion, if you're them, because he's, well, he's been prone to injuries. He's so such a big part of your offense. I can't imagine not. Now, I, I wonder if they rest them the whole game though right they may start them i, I feel like they might even but if it's I just almost, a series I or almost a quarter feel like that i don't want to say it's worse but i almost feel like at that point i guess i wonder is it is it, it it's more awkward because then like the guys who know they're going in aren't in to start the game like i, I don't know i, I, I it's guess, also different in the nfl because they only Dress what forty nine guys on or forty eight guys on are dressed on. Oh yeah, I guess if they ma- day, you make so them weird. inactive immediately, you can make sure that they have right the other guys dressed and not because then if if the backup quarterback but like would get hurt, Jones but like, would have to go Thibodeau in. Thibodeau missed significant time this year due to injury, like and is a big part of their defense. Do you He's play about him? About to get fined. Yes. You know who else should be fined is Justin Jefferson, who hit an official with his helmet today. Oh, I missed that. So he went to slam it after one of the picks. He stops himself, but it still hit the back of the official. Oh, he'll probably like, get fined. Now, not hard. Not hard. But, like, it, yeah. he's lucky did he, he stopped. A, did he get a penalty? No. If he'll he, be fine. If he if he lets it go, oh, my gosh. They could have ejected him. Yes. Yes. 
No, but I'm, I'm glad not, they it, didn't though, because like the incident, like there's a difference between he wasn't swinging the helmet right, at the right. official. Well, like you'd be there'd be more than a fine if you were swinging your helmet at an official. <laughs> however, however, when when we look at it, it's just it's just one of those things where I the Eagles have some issues. However, I'm. I, I feel like they could get right. Like, they could. It's just unfortunate because now they need to play the guys. Like, they could have rested. Like, if yeah. they win today, which they should have won today. Like, Gardner Minshew played better against the better team. He played awful today. But the coaching was awful today, too. The defense was bad on the first drive. It was not bad. They were good after that. This like, is, and this is an, a Saints team that's not good. After the first drive, the Eagles only the defense only gave up two field goals. The other one was a pick six. Um, so like, you know, the defense is what it is. But like, they they didn't play bad after the first drive. Eagles offense was just not good today. Yeah, they're bad, and they were so discombobulated. There was play like, calling, coaching, game plan not right. there. They couldn't take advantage right. of whatever that, Gardner I Minshew gives you. Put that on the you. coaches. Like, yeah, like if you can't come up with a game plan that's different. Than what you have with Jalen Hurts, Gardner Minshew can't be your backup, right? You need you have to, have to a adjust, gu- right? You you have to do one or the other. You either come up with a different game plan, or, or you, you have a guy who can like a lesser Jalen Hurts, right? To come right. in, you you sign a guy who can run and throw, not to the level of Jalen Hurts, but there are lots of guys you could have out there who can fill that role. Off season off season acquisition, Tyler Huntley, yeah, fourth alternate for the Pro Bowl. <laughs> My gosh. So, so anyway, I, it's disappointing. It's also disappointing because the Eagles could have beat the Saints, which would help their own draft status in this coming year. Like, there's so much there that it was just disappointing. And part of me, and again, am I biased? Yes, this is the homerism coming through. In all three Eagles losses this year, I feel like the Eagles beat themselves. They turned it over four times last week against Dallas and still had a shot at it at, at the end of the game. Like, you know, they had to throw into the end zone. You know, like, okay. Against Washington, they lost and they had turnovers in that game, like including one when Dallas Goddard, who got hurt on the play because he got his head ripped off from the face mask that the official didn't call and fumbled the ball. Good no call. And then, you know, like, and Quez Watkins fumbled on a play in that game. Like, that was just bad. And then today, the Saints aren't good, and they just weren't ready to go. The offense was awful in the first half. The offense had one good drive, and it was a 78-yard touchdown pass to to A.J. Brown, which I'll take. Yeah, you needed, and you are are set to win our fantasy football league again. Don't jinx it. All you need is for Jamar Chase to not have 200 yards and three touchdowns tomorrow night. I'm not at all confident. Like, not at all confident. I thought for sure when when I saw what Minshew wasn't doing, I thought you were in trouble in that yeah. game. But you had Kittle. Do you have Kittle have a big so, game? So I had a good – right. So And I made some – I made one bad move <laughs> this week with my roster. Um he, he has, he's not starting Minshew because he wants to. He obviously right, has right, Jalen Hurts right. as his quarterback. But. And I didn't have a backup until an emergency. Which we talked ago. about on this show. Yes. Um, but my – I had 
Kamara didn't do great, but didn't didn't blanket me. You know, he didn't get a zero. I put McKinnon in at the last second. I'm like, how long can this streak go for McKinnon? He yeah. got 19 and a half points today. Did he? Oh wow. He only had four yards rushing. Oh, so receiving. But he had two receiving touchdowns. Oh. So what was the bad move? Evans on my bench. Oh, right, right, right. right. Yeah. Um, but my two wide receivers. AJ Brown was twenty points. Ayuk got twenty three and a half points. Okay. So like those. So what about your flex? Good. My flex, I picked up Algier. For uh, did he do the anything? Falcons. Um, he got fifteen and a half. Oh, he scored okay. a touchdown. Yeah, so, right. Sure, so, you would like the points from Mike Evans, but the guys you played in those. Spots, everyone else, I made the right move. Every single other one, I made the right move. Um, yeah, it was funny. Greg and I were texting back and forth about like crazy endings we wanted. Like he was hoping that the Raiders would win on a seventy-five yards Josh Jacobs like walk-off touchdown again because well, I was he say like it right. happened before. And I'm hoping that the Niners go get a bunch of yards with Ayuk and Kittle, who I had in. I mean, they both had good games and both had a touchdown, um, but have to kick the field goal. And then you know uh, the Raiders come down and kick like a fifty-some yarder with Carlson, who's been my kick. Like it's just. That's fun. Back and forth. Yeah, yeah. It was it was fun. But he I am up um like fifty two points or something like yeah, that. Some, right? I'm up like one thirty four. He like, just have Justin or um, he has Jamar Chase. Only Jamar Chase left. Justin Jefferson let him down today. Yes, he did. He only got like two and a half points or something um, like that. I yes. It wasn't a lot. I think it might be one point five. So, something like that. He so, had one catch. No, it was two points. No, I guess it would be one point. MVP one Jeff points. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. My gosh. <laughs> we don't have time to get into that. But the the great thing about week 18 coming up here is a bunch of teams have clinched you playoff said a spots. Great thing. This is not a great thing. This is not a great thing. A bunch of teams have clinched playoff spots. I think there's only is there only one in each conference that's up for grabs still? Like we know all the other I teams. I think it's the right? la- yes, the last playoff spot. Well, there's one playoff. Oh, no, there's two there's available two in the in AFC cuz but one of them is a head-to-head game, right? Which is awesome. I love and, the and is for one me. of the division matchups. You know what? Maybe you put that as the Sunday night game next week because it doesn't depend on anything else. Yeah, like, but Jaguars Titans not going to move the needle like no Ravens Steelers or not Ravens Steelers right. Ravens Bengals. He's a crazy Ravens Steelers stat. You know how many times Lamar Jackson has faced the Steelers? Three times. Yeah, you saw that. This no, week. I didn't. That was a guess. It's three. He's only played the Steelers three times. Well, he didn't play until late in his rookie year, right? And he's, he's been in, injured for the bunch he, of the other but ones. He's in his fifth year, <laughs> so he should have played them. And at they're least in the 10 same division, times. right? Right. He should have played them at least ten times. Right. But he was back up for the first. Right. So if you give a him a bunch eight. of the first, if you give him eight, so he's been injured for five of the eight matchups he probably should have had against them. Right. Did they play in the playoffs at all in those five years too? I don't believe so. Hmm. I, I don't know that, but, but I that would make it worse. He right, had an right, extra matchup. Right. Or two. So at a minimum, he's missed five if you don't count the rookie ones because I don't know when they played that year. Yeah. So, all right. So there's five of seven spots clinched in the AFC, but none of them have clinched the spot, I believe, that they're in the right Vikings now. The Vikings clinched that they can't be the one seed now because of their loss and the Niners win today. Right. Because they can only match the Eagles in, in wins, losses, but the Eagles have the tiebreaker. So right. the Vikings can no longer be the one seed and have a bye. The Eagles win, they're the one seed. The Eagles lose and the 49ers win, they're the one seed. Vikings could still, I guess, theoretically move up to two should the 49ers lose next week. Buccaneers are your four seed. That's that's solidified because they won the division today and they're the worst record-wise in 
uh, of the four divisions in the NFC. Cowboys, likely the five, unless the Eagles lose next week and the Cowboys win. Cowboys will win the division and catapult up until, well, actually, they could possibly move up to the two seed. Right, I don't know where they are with some of the other teams. Well, they beat the Vikings head-to-head. They beat the Vikings. I don't know, did they play the Niners? I can't recall. I I can't either. I would have to pull it up. I would have to pull it up. And the AFC, I don't think anything is decided other than one of the in-hunt spots is the AFC South Division, and you know yes. they will be the four. So whoever right. wins the Jaguars-Titans game next week is the four seed. Here, That's an interesting one because, like, man, if the Jaguars win that game, like, are they a team where you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to play, play. Who's, who's the highest? Well, and then you could have someone like the Ravens or Bengals having to go play the Jaguars. That would be fascinating to me to, like – if if Joe Burrow and them had to go to Jacksonville, like I feel like that could be an entertaining game. Like that could be a very entertaining game. Right. I, I don't no, know. I'm with you. Like, and I think the Bengals win that game. I'm not trying to like down. I'm just like, where are we at? That, here? that could be a really cool one. Steelers Ravens is three three in the early second. True Steelers Ravens fashion yeah. this year. Honestly, I want. I would like to see Pittsburgh win this game. I can't, I want the Ravens to win because I want a Ravens Bengals winner take all next week. Oh, if the Ravens lose, can they not win no, the division I say, anymore? I shouldn't say winner take all because both teams have clinched playoff spots. But I think – I guess it would only matter maybe if the Bengals then lose to the Bills, if the Ravens lose? Yes, if the Bengals will lose to the Bills, they could still – It could it still, still matter. Be, right, yeah. Okay. I don't want that to happen, though. But I don't know – I don't know how that would affect, like, the – Division records. Like, yeah, there's I, a I lot know. going on. How about the Chargers? This is interesting. Uh, yeah, getting ten healthy. And, ten and six, sort of getting healthy. They play a lot of weird games. They're a team that plays weird games. We feel like we always see this right. out of them. It was, But it's been the same thing for like 20 years. I'll be honest. Because they did it throughout Philip Rivers' reign I've been there. terrible at picks this year. Absolutely terrible. I thought the Rams were going to beat them this, this week. Just because I thought... It's the Chargers. Right. Like, they're going to charge her. Like, they're going to, like, and the Rams last week with, you know, looked like they got the spark, you know, with, um, with, uh, um, with Baker Mayfield, you know, like, I'm like, oh, man. No. Nope. All right. Chargers handled it today. I know. I However, said, Justin Herbert did not have a huge game, which was hey, good for me. All you need is the, is the W. We're no, not, yeah, yeah, he had a good game, but like I just mean from a fantasy standpoint, that was beneficial to me. I'm trying to think here. Were, were there any other surprising games today, or games that really stood out? Lions destroyed the Bears, forty-one yeah, to ten. Man, took what, care of that. Who, did the Lions? Who they lose to? Was it last week they lost? Yeah, to the Panthers. Yeah, gosh. But I mean, and it, Campbell was like. What what did he say? You, you basically that you learn more from losses than wins, and that one's on like. Yeah, you, you play better when your back's against the wall. Like a lot of coaching cliches. Well, right. I mean, the Lions, they, right. to, to a T, to now, a T. Again, I this isn't a comment against the Seahawks because honestly, if I look at potential teams that the Eagles could play, and I don't even necessarily mean first round, but like I'd rather the Eagles play the Seahawks than either the Packers or the Lions again. Mm-hmm. However, the in isolation, the viewer me. I want to see Lions, Packers, winners in, losers out. Yeah. Like, that would And be I cool. want that to be the Lions. Now, you and I are both Badly. fans of Ron Rivera. 
I am a fan. It was a little wacky today that he didn't apparently realize that they could be eliminated with that loss today. Yeah. I, I that, that was, was weird. I don't think it's as big of a deal as some people are making it out to be just because I'm like, like I, I, I guess the insinuation is well, right? Like, is the insinuation is did they play Carson Wentz because they didn't care if they wanted? Like that's not what was being done. They weren't right. happy with the way Taylor Heineke's been right. playing. He, he had leveled out, bottomed out, and like yeah. it, the offense wasn't getting it done. Carson Wentz too didn't early, get it done two either. first half interceptions, one on his third pass, and it was bad. Like it wasn't like we saw it in college and we saw it in the in the pros every week. Some. Picks aren't on the, on the quarterback. That first, the first Carson Wentz one was the only one I actually saw. I think no, I saw I saw the deep one in the end zone too. So I saw the first and the third. But whenever we have to distinguish between which picks were your fault and which ones weren't, usually not a good sign. 49 49ers Raiders was a fantastic so, game. So this is one that surprised me. Not that the Niners won, but that the Raiders. I thought they were going to pack it in because I didn't. Right. I was not on board with. This team the, rallying around Stidham. A I weird they were Derek Carr off. situation, right? Yeah. But Stidham looked, by and large, pretty good. Yeah. Until until the end. Right. Things at the end got a little out of well, hand. On the other hand, the screw it, I'm throwing it deep, is what got, kept him in the game. And, uh, you know, that Devontae Adams catch was absolutely absurd. Adams had a great game, looked really good. Raiders have been eliminated from the playoffs. 49ers, though, were playing for seeding and got... The win in overtime. They still could get the one seed. They've now won nine in a row after beating Las Vegas in overtime 37 How about about the the stat continues? I don't know who the Niners played last week, but the teams that have played the Niners the week after you play the Niners have lost every game for like the last 12 weeks or something. So like next week's Raiders team, whatever that would equal for for like the last three months, whoever has played the Niners, they've lost their next game. Uh, that Dolphins were one of them, so they lost to the Chargers the next week. Vikings-Packers, Vikings, again, exposed as frauds. I tweeted this out. Yeah. I said, yeah. and do you see someone responded to me with a gif that was like, was Gordon Ramsay going, oh, F off or something like that? <laughs> and I wanted, like, I wasn't going to get into a Twitter beef, but I want to be like, what has showed you, in even in their 12 wins, that they are a competent football team? And they, and I just said it. Wins are the only thing that matters, right? But they have been exposed by every good team they've played. Yeah, they, including the Packers now. Like the Packers now are are a good team. Like better than they were in week two. Exactly. So like, I'm not saying they're a great team, but they're a good they team. They got destroyed by the Eagles. They got destroyed right. by the Cowboys. They got destroyed by the Lions, and now they got destroyed by the Packers. Yeah. All four of those teams are in the playoffs or on the fringes. And are, but are playing better right now. Oh, and you beat the did you, they beat the Lions on a like a last second play or like early in they, the season, right? right? Like, yeah, yeah like, like week one or three or something like. Wasn't that. one because the Eagles beat uh, them week sorry, one. That's yeah, the that's only right. reason I know. But I like, think it was week three or four. Yeah, like so. I, yeah, they, they have been very fortunate. Right, some would say like, lucky like, right, to yeah. win these close games that they have, and eventually well, that's going to stop. Point differential, and it's going to come back again now because of oh, this yeah. game. So, like, if you look at it. If I look at the teams in the playoff picture in the in the NFC, I'm taking the Eagles over the Vikings. I'm taking the Cowboys over the Vikings. I'm taking 49ers. Taking the 49ers over the Vikings. I, I'm not taking the Bucks over the Vikings. No, like I, I'm not or saying the Giants. That's not to say that the Bucks can't beat them. So I, the Vikings I, are the fourth best team 
in the NFC? Is that where you would put them in front of the Bucks and Giants? And but do, are they better than the Lions? So if the Lions win, see, here's the thing: if the Lions or Packers, whoever wins next week, I don't know are that they, the Vikings are better right now, at, right now than they, than either of those teams. Now the difference, but here's the other thing: I don't think going. This is Eagles. I don't think going to Minnesota is as tough as going to Green Bay. You know, like. Oh, it, in January, right? No, right, one of right, them's a dome. Right. So, like, the yeah. the only thing going against if you have Kirk Cousins and the Vikings against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, the one thing going for them is that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in the playoffs suck. Yeah. But so Kirk Cousins in primetime also sucks. <laughs> yeah. So, well, they got to hope that it's, it's the opposite of when they show those like two good trends. One of these has to end. It's like two, two bad, bad trends. trends one, one of these. Has to, unfortunately, right now, I give the edge to Aaron Rodgers and the Here Packers. Here you go. Here so. you go, though. If the, if the standings hold, Eagles win, Niners win. Guess who the Packers, if they made it, would have to play in the first round of the playoffs? Like they get in as the seven, they play the Niners in the yeah. first round again. Oh, yeah. Well, so I saw there's a, be a, three years in a row a follower or someone I follow on Twitter who I believe is a Pennsylvania high school um, journalist covers high school sports specific. I follow him for high school football in Pennsylvania. He's not LL. He's not local right. to LL Burks, uh, but he's a huge 49ers fan, but he's akin to another sports writer. We know and have listened oh, to gosh. that, that <laughs> yeah. is constantly complaining yeah. about the team they love. <laughs> and it is him with the 49ers every week. Like I remember I was following, I've been following him for years, but I was watching his tweets when the Dolphins were playing the 49ers. And every game, 49ers can be up like three touchdowns, and he'll just be like, how is Shanahan going to screw this one? He hates Kyle Shanahan. Like, he thinks Kyle Shanahan is awful. Now, but he said he's like, all, all, that, all that happens, all that matters now is the 49ers are going to play the Packers in the first round. And so he's like, congratulations, Aaron Rodgers, for winning the, your playoff game against the Niners or something like that. I was like, your team is 12-4 like, and four and has won nine in a row. Right, right. Oh, and has a recent history of being Aaron Rodgers' demise in the playoffs. Like, here's the other piece. That just reminded me of a like the faux like disrespect, and I know this isn't exactly the same thing, but like when Kirby Smart last night after the game is like, you know, we've been disrespected all season. I'm like, you were the number yeah, one undefeated, team. been number one most right, of the season, right? You, I'll give them when like Tennessee jumped. Okay, like I'll, but they had like struggled with like Kent State and Kentucky or whatever in back to back weeks. But I want to be like. You're also the defending national champion. Like, no, no. Like, no, TCU you don't get to play, to play, that, play card. that card. You don't yeah. get to play that card. Go TCU. Oh, yes. I don't like, I, I have a disgust towards Georgia only because they're part of that SEC Southern football culture. No, absolutely. That I just, you know, there's a, it's part jealousy, part yeah. overexposure and obnoxiousness. Like, they just don't stop talking about it. And it's right. annoying, especially as a fan of a team in the Big Ten. Right. It just, it, it is. But I don't really have anything against Georgia. I don't really care. Right? They're, they're to me, they're not Alabama. Like no. In terms of like my dis- distaste for them, I don't have anything against Georgia. Like whatever. But I do. I, I do want to see TCU win because one, Georgia just won last year. Right. And TCU, like, why now? Why would you not? It's just like I was just watching highlights from the 07 Oklahoma Boise State game. Right. Because everyone in the country was rooting for Boise State in that game right. because they had been disrespected all year the way long. They won that no game, one man. thought they could oh win it. Gosh. They gave up a touchdown with like a minute to play, and then Zabransky and company drives down the field and they run not one but two trick plays right. to to tie the game and then win the game in overtime. 
uh, just fantastic. You know, you run a, a hook and lateral and then a Statue of Liberty S play. Fa- like, awesome. That's why college football is so much fun. You know what they didn't run? The Philly special. <laughs> you know who did run that? Oh, my Michigan. Goodness. That was. And someone else. Didn't someone else also run that and it didn't work? Yes. Like, it happened, yes. like, the same day or the same, yes. same like, two days in a row that people were running it and it wasn't yes. working. So probably time to put that one in the mothballs. Yeah. Bring it out in, in a decade or so, you know, resurrect it then. Kind of like the Dolphins and Ronnie Brown resurrected yes. the, that Razorback or whatever they call it, Razor Hog or whatever that came from Arkansas, I think, into the NFL when the Dolphins were bad. And then they absolutely obliterated the Patriots. God, that was awesome. They <laughs> obliterated that Patriots team. It was I mean, great. Dolphins weren't good that it year. It was great but. because, like, it was like this gimmicky thing that the Patriots did not have could an not for. stop. They Tom Ronnie Brown had what five touchdowns, right? Like, like three or four on the ground, and then he threw one or you two. You see that in like high school or like middle school football. Like, oh, we've got this one thing that yeah. they just absolutely well, cannot I, stop. That was when I lived in Indiana, one of those two falls. I, I'm gonna guess it was, I guess it was the 07 season. No, they because the 07 season they went one in 15, so it was it must have been the 08, 08 season. Um, but that would have been the year with. Pennington, right? I don't know. Maybe my years are coming together. I thought that game happened while I lived in Indiana because I thought I remember being at my apartment complex's gym, like working out, and I'm watching. And I'm just like, is this real life? Is this actually <laughs> happening right now? The Dolphins are destroying Belichick and the Patriots. I believe that game was in New England, too. I think it was. It was. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyways, to wrap things up here, our final 10 minutes or so of the show, looking at the playoff picture, a lot of enticing matchups i want to want what i wanted to ask you was let's just take the the seven teams as they're listed here okay assume they're making the playoffs so okay. in the afc it's chiefs bills Bengals, ravens charger or excuse me let's chiefs bills Bengals, jaguars ravens chargers patriots and then in the nfc it would be eagles 49ers vikings bucks cowboys giants seahawks who are your what would be your championship game matchups like who are your top two teams that you think could make it whether or not it could actually happen based on seedings i'm not interested in that just who are your teams that you think should match up in the afc and nfc championships so right not now? who i want who i think it who you think will it will be, be. no okay. not not rooting interest okay. who do you think it will i think be? i think in the nfc it's going to be eagles niners okay and i think in the afc i think it's going to be a rematch of bills Bengals, like a rematch of tomorrow night um, okay. Of uh, Bills Bengals. That's not necessarily my rooting interest. I mean, in the NFC, like, okay, like I, Eagles are there. That's what I want. Um, I want probably the Chiefs. Like, just, I, I don't know. I, I like Andy. Like, I like Andy. Like, and Chad's still there. Now, now, here's, there's a couple things. Any of those top three in the AFC would create potential issues for me. If the Eagles were to be the team facing them, yeah, the you do like, have major the issues Chiefs, there. Like, there's a lot of people local. Well, obviously, there's a lot of Eagles fans local, but like, a lot of people have ties to the Chiefs because of Henny and like, I like Andy Reid and all that stuff. But like, okay, like I, I could get over that. Would probably be the easiest. 
the Bills would be tough. Adam. Adam no way. The, that makes Adam, it even better. Well, Adam has the Bills. Makes it even better if the Eagles beat the Bills. Right. But if they lose, it's the worst. Yeah, it's the worst. It's the worst thing that could happen. Yes. The Bengals. This is probably the Bengals, worst case Eagles. scenario. Because dude, my son is a Bengals I'm fan. I'm watching that game with you in Austin. Oh my gosh, I'm going to sit there in my Joe Burrow jersey gonna, right gonna, next to I'm him. I'm going to make him go to bed. <laughs> no, nope, you're not allowed to watch. So if, tell him what I told him before we went to the Auburn-Penn State whiteout game. If you're going to root for Auburn, I'm not taking you to this game. Like... <laughs> Well, now, yeah, that is he, unacceptable. Austin. He, he also, as he's gotten older, he has gotten better. Like he he roots for the Eagles. The Bengals are his favorite team. Like he roots, he likes the Eagles because I like the Eagles. Right. But the Bengals are his favorite team. If it was Bengals Eagles Super Bowl, that's like I'm getting my popcorn for that oh one. Gosh. Just sitting there enjoying it. See all those all the stuff that would be passive aggressive. If it was Steelers Eagles that we've previously discussed on this show about how that is my nightmare Eagles Steelers Super Bowl, all the stuff that would be passive aggressive would just be out in the open, like <laughs> screaming at each other, and it would be tough because I my heart would explode trying to like hold everything in, good or bad. Actually, if it's good, I might not hold it in, but like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'd have that problem of if the eagles beat the Bengals in the super bowl of also making my son cry you know like and by, well by la- rubbing it in you had to tell him last year that they lost in the super bowl oh, it sucked but you were also pulling for them last year yeah i wanted them to win last year so all right so your nfc your nfc expected matchup is eagles 49ers that's what i'm going with now what do you think in the afc is do you think bills Bengals? i think it is bills Bengals. you think it's bills, i think Bengals. it's bills Bengals. okay i and i Honestly, I don't know if I go if I favor the team that wins tomorrow night or if I favor the team that loses tomorrow night. Now I say that a lot of that depends on if the Bengals were to lose tomorrow, but that game's in Cincinnati? I think it's in Buffalo. That game's in Buffalo? I thought it was. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Let's pull it up here. Um make sure uh where is it here? Is it at the top? Oh, it's in Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um but like Assuming if, if the Bengals were to lose, but then still win next week and win a division, you know, so like, I if they were to lo- if the Bengals were to lose this week and lose next week, I feel like that would n- not be good to be backing into the playoffs. Not that I would doubt them. I mean, we just saw them go last year, you know, but like I, it's crazy because they could be the one seed or they could be like the, the six five seed or something. Yeah, like yeah, it's wild. So, per our standard operating procedure, I echo everything you just said. I do believe it's going to be Eagles 49ers in Philadelphia. And I believe it's going to be... So, I think it's going to be Bills Bengals back in Cincinnati, but I think Buffalo wins. Okay. I'm I'm not ready to make a prediction on Philadelphia and and San Francisco, but I exactly what you said. Whoever wins the game tomorrow night, I actually favor the team that loses in the playoffs. Team twice, especially if it's going to be within a month of each other, like a few weeks. So, and I'm not discounting the Chiefs because I'm never going to sell Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid short. But I feel like, unfortunately, like we saw with the Phillies in the two late early 2010s. You know, they win win the World Series in 2008. They lose the World Series in 2009. They lose the NLCS in 2010. They lose the Division Series in 2011. They about, don't make the playoffs in 2012. Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Not counting Super Bowl, like, where they right, may have new, been, quote-unquote, road team. Yeah. Right. He's never played a road playoff game. So, I, I feel like, unfortunately, and this is just 
a crazy thing that I'm pulling. I feel like, you know, we saw the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Right. Then we saw them lose the Super Bowl. Then we saw them lose the conference championship game. Right. The, I feel like we're going to see them lose their, if they're the one seed, their first playoff game this year. If they're not the one seed, their second play. I think they win the wild card game if they're the two or the three seed, depending on how things work out. So, but like, who who would be? You think they lose to like the winner of the Jag? Well, if it's Jag Bengals, I, I guess they could, or Jags Ravens. That's the only way that it works out that you right, see them right, regress right, by right, a round right, each right. year. I'm not saying that that's a guarantee to happen, right, but, but like, if they're the two seed, they're beating the Dolphins or the Patriots. Right, like, right. I don't have, especially in Kansas City. Like, there's right. no way the Dolphins or Patriots or whoever else it could be. Right. Dolphins, Steelers, Dolphins would randomly. be crazy interesting. If, like, two is healthy and they got, like, and you got Tyreek Hill going back to Kansas City. Yeah, well, like, people were, were clamoring for that a few weeks ago when it looked right. like the Dolphins were going to be possibly the somewhere between the two and five seed, but now they're struggling to get the seven. But I think... I don't see that if the Chiefs are like the two or three, I don't see them losing to the seven or six seed. But like the next week, they're then going to have to play either Buffalo or Cincinnati, right? Yeah. So I, that's a, I, I. There's a bunch of good games potentially out there because Chad's still there. I yeah. still and the, if the Dolphins are out or when they lose, I, I I'm pulling for the Chiefs because I hate the Bills, I hate the Ravens. I don't really have anything against the Chargers right now. Ask me in the, in the late this, '90s, I was very mad at the Chargers. If this Chargers team like came on and went on, like, and I, I don't think it's out of the question. It's just like I can't trust them yet, right? Right. Like, I can't trust them yet. And I take the Jaguars over the Titans for that. Like, I would, I would be for the Jaguars, but with Chad still in Kansas City, once the Dolphins are out, I'm all in on the Chiefs. It just can't be the Bills or the Ravens. See, I, that's the where I'm is, at. The thing is, no I, Bills, no Ravens. I look at I look at the AFC, and I wouldn't necessarily call any of these teams pretenders. You know, like I wouldn't call any of them pretenders. There's some I'm more confident in than others, but like if the Ravens get Lamar back, I I don't think they're pretenders. I don't know that they're good enough to win it, but I don't think they're pretenders. On the NFC side, I look at it. I'm like, I think. I, this might be blasphemous because Tom Brady and I still don't want to play him, <laughs> but like the Bucks, just everything they show, like what's going on, you know, like. But you look at it, also like the Vikings, like we said, like I don't. Yeah, well, and NFC wise, I I won't say I completely against being Tampa Bay. I don't want it to be Tampa Bay. I highly no. doubt it'll be Tampa Bay, but I'm not, not completely. 100% against it. I just don't like right. whatever. I don't want it to be Green Bay. They're my number one in the NFC. Oh, if me, they make it, it, it is absolutely Dallas. Well, like, obvious right, for obvious right. reasons, just like in the AFC for obvious reasons, it would be Bills and Patriots. Right. Should they make it? Um, the problem is I might have two teams like that. It's the Giants and like, but see, I'm Saquon, baby. No, he no. running, run wild. I saw the report just before we went on air that like, Guess the Giants have their num quote unquote their number in mind. The negotiation has started for Saquon and uh, Daniel Jones. Like the Giants is have this, their is number. Is this Saquon's fifth year? It is. So and Daniel Jones, they didn't pick up the option. This is his fourth. So they're both. Oh, so free they're agents. both set. Yeah. I hope they sign them both to massive deals. See, which they won't. They won't. They're not they, going to do you that. Can't do that. They have no. Which is why they should. Because I wanted to wreck their <laughs> franchise. Well, they'll sign. Don't you think they'll franchise one and sign one, not the other? Like, couldn't you franchise Saquon okay. and and uh, 
and do it. See, I think I think you also get something else. So I think it's more interest. I think it's more interesting with Daniel Jones because as a quarterback, I think he he still has a shot at a couple big contracts potentially. He's in a good system. Does he want to leave? Like, is he right. willing to take a deal? I think Saquon with just the and this isn't a statement about Saquon as much as it is a statement about the running back position in the NFL. This is his chance to like hit his big contract. You know, right. like, this is it. He's not because gonna of have, his injury history and right, the way the running backs. Right. This is it. So like, I think if one of them is going to leave to get more money elsewhere, it's Saquon. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just if I had to predict, but that they're not going to let that happen. They're going to franchise him. Right. Like right. he doesn't have much of a choice. Correct. Yeah. But then still, you're paying him a ton for the one year. Then you, right, but then the franchise you've got tag on your quarterback is going to be higher than your oh, franchise yeah. tag on your yeah. running back. And that number on quarterbacks is just going to be like that you eventually have to sign him to is just going to be even higher the following year. You know, like it, it's just going to continue to get crazy. I don't know crazy. what this was about. My dad called you a whiner. Or maybe he was calling me. No, he it just was me. wrote it what a whiner. It was me. I saw it pop up. It was me when I was talking about fantasy. Oh, Listen, okay. just because he didn't have to worry about fantasy for you know this week, like doesn't doesn't mean that I'm not still involved with it. So, I, I think that's that's pretty much it for us for for this episode 365 here on New Year's Day 2023, week 17, the NFL almost in the books. We have the Steelers Ravens game going on right now. Last I knew, it was tied three three. Yeah. And that's nearing halftime. And then we have the big, huge game Monday night, Bills at Bengals. And did you see the athletic article about uh, how big, like this is like the biggest Monday night football game between AFC teams since the 90s, I think, like 30 years or something like that, or almost 30 years. And they talked to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman about it. And and this this is a huge marquee matchup. Like what a game. Unfortunately, it's happening the same night as Penn State's playing in the Rose Bowl, but there might not be much overlap because I believe they pushed Monday Night Football back 15 minutes or something like that to make sure there wasn't much of an overlap. Because they said the latest starting Monday Night Football game, 8.30. Does it usually start at 8.15? Yeah, which would make sense because it's the same network. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. Well, ESPN does Monday night. ESPN doesn't have the Rose Bowl, right? ABC, ABC does, but ABC, right. ESPN, same. But they're not. It's not on ESPN. No, it's no, no, on no, no, ABC. No, no. And Monday Night right, Football right. is on ESPN. Right. right. Same family. Same yeah. Disney umbrella. But so we're gonna go right from Penn State, Utah, and the Rose Bowl to Bengals Bills, where I will. But both games, huge rooting interest. Huge rooting interest. So I'm going to have my Penn State jersey on and then immediately throw my Joe Burrow jersey on. <laughs> immediately. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully that'll be after a Penn State win. Oh, man, that would be amazing for Penn State to win tomorrow. That, w- that would just be... Only the second great. time ever to be, win the Rose Bowl. It would be Bowl. great momentum going into the offseason. And where you got most of your guys coming back. The yeah. only one leaving... See, Caden Wallace is coming back, too. Yeah. So, so, so three of the linemen coming back. Joey Porter Jr. opted out, isn't playing in the bowl game, entering the draft, won't be back. We kind of all expected that and knew I that. I can't blame you. Parker the, Washington the top 10 pick. declared for the NFL draft, but he was injured, wasn't going to play in the Rose Bowl anyways. Right. Wish he would have came back, but isn't. Right. Then Nick Tarburton is leaving, but he the only year he's skipping is his COVID year, right? right? This, is a, this was his fifth year. Yeah, like, so, so he's already been there five I completely years. understand he's that. He's not going the Sean, uh, Sean Clifford route. Right. <laughs> so the biggest ones left for Penn State in terms of fall 2023 are Adisa Isaac and Curtis Jacobs. Those are the right. two big ones. Because Olo Fashanu is coming back. Right. I think the big thing. A possible and, top and five sure, pick. I'm sure this is what 
they're telling them is like, look, you guys could be mid round picks now, potentially probably third day in my, in my mind, you know, third day picks, you have the chance to be first or second day picks. If you come back, you know, like you come back and have a great year. But I also know it's it's not me having to make that decision. No, like, and I know, and, but, you know, but yeah. I, I did, and I think I sent this to you, and so, this is all hearsay, supposedly, and I, but I don't disbelieve it. The right. Saban quote that I sent to you, where they had um, um, Bryce Young and Will Anderson oh, yeah. playing in that bowl game, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't a college football playoff game. It was right. a pretty significant New Year's Six bowl game, but. Yeah. Those guys are probably top five, top ten picks yeah. this coming year, but they came and played in the game. Well, but, and, and then he says, he's like, you have guys that are mid-round picks not playing. Right. It just doesn't make any sense. And like, I understand that you need to make a business decision. Right. But the coach of me is always going to be like, you need to play this in this game. Right. Like, I understand why Joey Porter Jr. is not. Right. But like, I'm still like, you should be playing this game. Right. You should be playing in this game. It's the Rose Bowl. It's Which is not, what most of the other guys have said, like PJ Mustafer, who's going, like is leaving. He ha- and like, he's done. He has right, to move on. Right, but he's but like, playing. But they're playing, and like he's like, it's the Rose Bowl. I, I a m- bunch of the guys have said, I came to Penn State to possibly play in a Rose Bowl. Why would I skip it? Right. Why right. would you skip it? Right. I, and with NIL and the way things have changed just in the last two years, right. it, it, it's not me having to make that decision, but it's tough for me to still wrap my head around opting out about these bowl games, especially these big time bowl games. Right. So, but that's one of the blessed things of a pending 12 team playoff. You're going to have less people doing that. Cause if you're opting out of college football playoff games, I'm not sure what you're really there for. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> because I don't, well, yeah. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden I, I know it's different, but if you've got like the big deals and stuff like that, are you, what are you really yeah, missing out right, on? Right. Like, cause it takes a while to get those big contracts. Now compartmentalize because hundreds of thousands of guaranteed dollars is more than many people make. Right. But those big, like these huge contracts that they're always like, Oh, you're missing out on all this money. If you get injured, you could get injured in the NFL and not get one of those right. contracts too. Right. And there's also tons of insurance options now available through this, both the school and these NIL partners. So, it's that's always going to be a tough one. It was way worse last year than it was this year. And maybe that's just because the Penn state focus Penn state lost what six or seven guys last year against Arkansas. And this year only one. So it it doesn't feel like the impact is as big as been as profound, but I feel like I read this year about it was, it was a lot different this year. There was a lot less players that opted out and maybe that's, I don't know. There could be a million reasons for it, but I'm happy to see it because it's not a trend in college football that I think a lot of people were happy about, despite sort of understanding where right, they were coming right. from, but still not being happy about it. Right. So, all right. Well, last thing I want to say is I, I mentioned the uh, belated birthday to my cousin Christine, but I did also want to mention uh, upcoming birthdays. Did you? Did you? <laughs> for my nephew Logan turning four in a couple days and then my sister turning way older than that closing in on 40 depending like how you round things which oh. I get to point out to her now to be honest I wasn't sitting there at the game when you were guessing so I don't know how 
Oh, I, I, I know. I knew how old she was. It just She's re- going to be a year older in a few days. Either way, it just reminds me of the quote our, our friend Pat said a few years ago. I think when he was like 38, he's like, don't think of it as, you know, um, you know, however, or maybe it was like when somebody turned 35, you know, like, oh, don't think of it as however far, you know, I'm halfway to 40. Think of it as I am seven eighths of the way to, th- to 40. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Math and aging, yes. fun combination. Doesn't make us sad at all. Uh, last one I want to mention, though, uh, celebrating a birthday yesterday was Co- Coach Steve O'Neill, oh. a listener of the show. And unfortunately, I mean, he got to hang his hat on his Why Missing Spartans this year. Uh, not so much with his NFL rooting interest, which he was on the show uh, just over a year ago to talk about his Denver Broncos. And we talked a lot of high school football, but we did touch on his Broncos fandom, and uh, he had a rough year. Um, yeah. <laughs> not not yeah. great for him. Unfortunately, didn't get it done with Russell Wilson, and now they've already fired their rookie head coach. After what, 13, 13 to 14 games, whatever yeah. it was, 14 to 15 games. Yeah, not ideal when you have three play callers in the same season. For yeah, so season. rough going there, but we do wish uh, Steve a belated birthday to him, as well as my uh, cousin Christine and upcoming my nephew Logan and sister Corinne. So happy birthdays all around and happy new year to everyone else. Thanks for tuning in. Anything from you, Justin? No, please win next week, Eagles, and just temporarily end this misery (laughs) (laughs) all right well we will be back in one week time sunday january 8th we will recap week 18 and look ahead to as many of the playoff matchups as we'll know there'll still be one game left to go we don't even know what game that will be though i I love that that they just like blank slate hey that's great because there's saturday games next week too yeah and and next year i know this has nothing really to do with week 18 but next year they can flex monday night games that's crazy. That's now, I think crazy. they have to do it like 12 days in advance or yeah, something. Yeah. But the end of the season needs that. Honestly, I wish they could flex like Thursday night games too. Put all those big, big matchups on prime It would like make that. me anxious if I was a season ticket holder. Though. Yeah. Oh, like, that's the biggest hurdle there's for a sure. huge difference between like, oh, yeah, I'll go to a game on a Sunday afternoon versus I'll, I'll go, go to, to a Monday, Monday night. night game. Yeah. Huge, huge difference. But yeah, so we'll recap 15 games next Sunday night and look ahead to whatever matchup is coming that Sunday night in the last game of the 2022 regular season in early January, 2023. And then we can really drill into playoff and Super Bowl expectations and predictions. Oh gosh. I'm I guess anxious. Well, we'll have to get my uncle rich. will have to uh, let us know how he did with our picks. I mean, yeah. he should know by this, by the time we start the show next week, you should basically know every division and playoff matchup, save for maybe either the NFC North well, bo- or the AFC North. I know my Super Bowl teams are both guaranteed to make the playoffs. I don't know much beyond that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good question. I have to go. I know he sent it to us before, like during the, when the season first started. So I have to see if I can find that and, and revisit who I picked because I – I feel like we all we're always like fifty fifty. Like we, oh, yeah. We, yeah. we hit on fifty percent and we Well, I blow also picked the Seahawks to be one of the worst teams in the league and they could win their way into a playoffs. Same week. thing with the Jets, although they can't do that, but they were way better than I expected them to be. But all right, enough from us. That's it. Episode three sixty five on New Year's Day twenty twenty three in the books. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in one week's time. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. Ah!
You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time.